The following are true stories. May 26, 2003, Aaron Ralston was hiking. A boulder fell on his right hand. He waited four days. Then he amputated his own arm with a pocket knife. On New Year's Eve, a woman who was bungee jumping in Zimbabwe, the cord broke. She then fell into a river and had to swim back to land in crocodile-infested waters with a broken collarbone. Claire Champlin was smashed in the face by a five-pound watermelon being propelled by a slingshot. Matthew Brobus was hit by a javelin. David Striegel was punched in the mouth by a kangaroo. The most amazing part of these stories is when asked about the experience, they all smiled, shrugged, and said, I guess things could have been worse. So go ahead. Tell me that you're having a bad day. Tell me about the traffic. Tell me about your boss. Tell me about the job you've been trying to quit for the past four years. Tell me the morning is a townhouse burning to the ground. Tell me the snooze button is a fire extinguisher. Tell me the alarm clock stole the keys to your smile, drove it into 7 a.m. and the crash totaled your happiness. Tell me, tell me, tell me how blessed are we to have tragedy so small it can fit on the tips of our tongues. You see, when Evan, you see, when Evan lost his legs, he was speechless. When my cousin was assaulted, she didn't speak for 48 hours. When my uncle was murdered, we had to send out a search party to find my father's voice. Most people, most people, most people have no idea that tragedy and silence have the exact same address. When your day is a museum of disappointments hanging from events that were outside of your control. When you find yourself flailing in an ocean of why is this happening to me? When it feels like your guardian angel put in his two-week notice two months ago and just decided not to tell you. When it feels like God is a babysitter that's always on the phone. When you get punched in the esophagus by a fistful of life. Remember that every year, two million people die of dehydration. So it doesn't matter if the glass is half full or half empty. There's water in the cup. Drink that shit and stop complaining. You see, muscle. Muscle is created by repeatedly lifting things that have been designed to weigh us down. So when your shoulders feel heavy, stand up straight, lift your chin, hell, call it exercise. Remember that life is a gym membership with a really complicated cancellation policy. Remember that you will survive. Remember things could be worse. Remember we are never ever given anything that we can't handle. When the world crumbles around you, you have to look at the wreckage and then build a new one out of all the pieces that are still here. Remember, you are still here. The human heart beats approximately 4,000 times per hour and each pulse, each throb, each palpitation is a trophy engraved with the words, you are still alive. You are still alive. Act like If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, (laughs) welcome to the family. To my existing family, big up and always thank you for taking the time. I mean it sincerely for joining us. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through personal development and business. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means it. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know Mr. Fist's slogan, never rest in the middle, always rest in the end. Three impact secret values that I'm going to provide you today, that I'm going to ask of you today. Value point number one. 
Stop being so critical of life. Value point number two, stop expecting the worst. Value point number three, stop. And I do truly mean stop. Playing the victim role. Today's episode is entitled Secretly Miserable. Again, today's episode is entitled Secretly Miserable. Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. You know what, family? First of all, I hope that you enjoyed that amazing clip that was played. I When I found that, that I, I'll be honest with you, it kind of just kind of teared me up in a sense, if I'm going to be honest, and teared me up in a way of just thinking in life, so many things happen or we hear stories about things that happen to other people and you put your problems and or issues against those and you're thinking, wow, how can I even trip? How can I even get upset about what I'm dealing with? How can I internalize it so bad to the point that I don't, I stop living, that I stop being the person that I'm destined and destined to be, that I start being so critical of life to the point where life doesn't even mean anything. See, when you're living secretly miserable, only reason why I can talk about it because I've lived it. I know what it feels like to be living secretly miserably. See, because of the fact of when I was coming up as the only child and the, yes, my brothers and sisters were much older than me. My mother had me at a later age. And so being the only child, sometimes that's probably why I talk to myself a lot because of just the things that I was into and I wanted to do, but or the conversations I wanted to have. But there was not really a relationship for me to have those type of conversations with. So I would try to figure it out. On my own. Okay, what am I saying here? What I'm saying, family, is is that sometimes we are frustrated with things that are out of our control, and because they're out of our control, we we try to take it out on other people, or we create a an environment for ourselves that is so unhealthy that by the time we climb out, we ask ourselves, "Well, this is what I ask me." Why did I stay there so long, family? See, a lot of times we stay in positions or places is because we are afraid. We're afraid that if we really speak our truths, what's going what's going to happen is, is people are going to reject us. But see, we're already feeling rejected as it is. And so because we're feeling rejected, what tends to happen is, is that once we finally see the truth is like, oh, we could have said something earlier. I had a conversation with a young man the other day and it really woke me up to life he said that i first i encouraged him and i was i was explaining to him how i was appreciative of him having the courage to really point out what was wrong with a particular uh, project we were working on i said because i've been searching for the answer and no one was telling me why it wasn't going the way it should be going. And he said, well, if you don't mind, if I can really be transparent with you, I know I don't know you, but it's just a fact of 
you just asked me that question of what was going on. And it kept bothering me that no one was speaking up. And finally, he said, I've had enough. And he said, it wasn't until one day that I came to that. I had enough uh, that I had that breakthrough. And when I had that breakthrough, he said, I felt so free. And if you don't mind, I like to really download kind of what he said to me. It's short, it's sweet, but it's so transparent. And it's so just, you know, one of those things where you're like, that is so true. And this is what he said to me. He said one day I was he was working on this project and he had had enough. He said he got tired of dancing and 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 not speaking up and not saying anything because of the fear, the fear of losing his job, the fear of how, how would he take care of his family, the fear that because he had another business that he had created and it, it, it failed because he got outdone by the bigger company. So the failure and the fear put together just made him just so docile to not speaking up and not wanting to have the courage to speak up. But he said th this, that, that really arrested my attention. He said, I just had enough. He said, well, what's the worst that can happen? And if it's going to happen, let it be. But just like I found this job, just like I found this opportunity, just just like how I was able to have the courage to know that that's the, the situation before I got this job didn't work out and I had to make a move. I know I can do it now. He said, I told my manager, now, listen, I'm about to say something that is bold, but I have to say it to you because if I don't say it to you, then I'm going to keep living in a living secretly miserable. And so I have to explain to you this. This is how I'm, it's not a feeling. These are actual facts. This is the fact. I am tired of doing the same thing and expecting a different result. We all know what that is, family. That is insanity. So he said, if we're not going to make a change, I would like to let you know I am currently searching for a job right now because I'm not going to keep going on and living the same path. He said after he said that a weight just lifted off of him because he felt empowered. He felt moved because he knew that you don't have to stay where you're at and continue to deal with what you're dealing with. A lot of us stay in situations. We live in situations in which we know are unhealthy. And if someone was really to step in or as my grandma would say, be a fly on the wall and listen to the conversation in which you're dealing with, they'll say, why haven't you put on your running sneakers a long time ago? Why haven't you got up and done something about it instead of living in that particular pain. Now, pain is pain. Pain can be moved in so many different ways. Pain can be a motivator, but it also can be a demotivator. And when it demotivates you, it makes you feel less than. See, less than meaning that you that you know there's more than you. You wouldn't feel less than if it, you didn't know or realize that there was more into, more of you to give to the world, to be to the world, to live on a higher plane than what you are currently in. That is the challenge family that we face when we live a secret, a secretly miserable life. We live, we're in that space because we not, it wasn't that we chose it. It was, it was that we thought this was the best decision. We thought this was a, a, a good move for our career or a good move for our personal relationships. And then we find out that it's not. And then what do we do from here? Do we continue to stay the path and continue to say, well, it will get better. And we know it's not getting better. The hardest decision that I feel that you have to make is the decision when you make the change, as they say, to level up. I heard Jordan say something 
and my Michael Jordan had said something. And then I, I heard Snoop really, and that was today. He said something that was amazing. Jordan had said, I think it was an interviewer asking him a question regarding his talent and everything. And he was like, look, it's not really, and I'm a paraphrase, so it's not going to be exactly how he said it, but just the concept alone will um, make you understand what he was saying. He was saying that, listen, what was, he said, it's not about my talent. He was like, I was willing to go put in the work to develop my skill set. And from a team perspective, I expected the team to come up with me, meaning as I grew, I expected the team to grow as well as individually, as well as a team collective. See, a lot of times, family, and I'm guilty of this, is, is that when you are starting to grow by investing in yourself as far as reading different materials and um, listening to different um, information, and you start on getting a different perspective to life. You're, you get excited and you want to share this information. And a lot of times, family, it falls on deaf ears. It falls on deaf ears because of the fact that, as that cliche goes, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. See, the teacher doesn't have to be a physical being. It can be a book. It can be a audio book. It can be a, you know, watching YouTube. It can be something that you, it just gives you that aha moment. And Snoop said something too. He said, as I was, as I was continuing to, to grow, he said, I was trying to bring people with me. I would, you know, I would jump on their songs. I would, I would do anything to get them to understand. We have to, we have to make the shift. We have to change our mindset from when we were in the streets to now we are in, um, we are making, you know, money and we're, we're doing it legally. We don't have to look over our shoulder consistently. We are moving past what they said we were going to be shot dead at an early age or locked up in prison. We are, we are basically breaking those chains. We're breaking the barriers of what they imposed on us. A lot of times, family, we we're nervous of that. We're fearful of that because we understand that people are going to judge us on who we used to be and not who we are. I think I just said something. I said people will judge you on who you used to be and not who you are, because it's easier for them to live in the past than to see your future as bright as it is, or even skip over your present because they're so nervous that they didn't take the chance. They didn't take, they didn't take the investment. So instead of going to go buy the new J's, you decided to go create a new company. You knew nothing about business, but you learned. And now they want to feel a little envious, like how you going to run a company? You don't know nothing about business. You ain't go to school for business. You don't have no mentors that can teach you about business. That's because that's a fear that they wanted to do. So family, when you are, you are on this path to greatness or this journey, I should say to greatness, you will have to make some tough decisions. You're going to have to make some tough decisions as, as as far as the family around you. Some family members won't be able to go with you. That doesn't mean you have to, to cut them off, but you understand that the conversations that you guys have will probably be limited and it won't be as much. I'm not saying turn your back on your family because that makes no sense, but you have to understand you have to meet people where they are because if not, you will start getting 
frustrated and angry of the fact of that they're not willing to listen to what you're learning to how you're growing how you got yourself out of this secret miserable miserable place that you're in because um, if you don't you will go back to that place of where you at and i guarantee you they have uh an opportunity, or I should say they are waiting for you to come back. Who is they? I'm talking about when you're living secretly miserable because you know, again, it's more to you than that. I had to learn this the hard way. I understood that the fact of because I get excited about personal development, because I get excited about business and actually Les Brown was the one who actually taught me this. When I say taught me, meaning he had a video on it and I was like, wow, OK, he said, you know, when I, I have different sets of friends and and so I took that and applied it to family and friends. And he said, I have a friends that we go walking and we just talk about you know, general things like sports. And he said, then I have a set of friends that we just talk about business. I have a set of friends that we just talk about, you know, health and how we're going, you know, uh, get our health together. He said, you know, the importance is, is that you don't cut people off, but you have to understand where they stand at. Because mm. a lot of times we're trying to because we're excited about the changes and, and the information we're learning and how we're how we're growing in front of people that may not even see it, that we want them to experience this same energy, this same joy, this same, you know, drive. But if this is not what they want right now, just imagine if someone came to you when um, when you just started your journey or, or let's not, not even say started, you wasn't even on your journey and someone is coming to you and telling you, hey, you need to read this book. You need to check out this uh, podcast show or you need to watch this YouTube channel and you, you didn't take any action. And that's what happens, family. And so we have to understand is that when people are living secretly uh, miserable, it may be you or you may it may be someone close to you. Only thing that you can do is do what you can do. Let's unpack that. What that means is, is that there's only so much you can do as far as being supportive. You cannot change somebody that is unwilling to change. You can't help no one that wants to be helped. I gave you that story that I had heard about the helicopter and saving people um, that's that's in the ocean. And I forgot who told me the story, but I'm going to bring it back again. He said he said in so many words, he says, when if there were people that were in the ocean era and a helicopter comes up, the, the first people that the helicopter goes towards are the people that's swimming towards the helicopter. I'll say that again. The people that are the first people to be saved are the people that are willing to go to swim towards the helicopter. See, that is the, that is if, if that is not a, an analogy of life of how can someone even the Bible talks about where God says that I'm only I'm willing to help those that want to be helped in a, in, a, in a sense. That's the ED remix version. But basically what he's saying, if you're unwilling to stretch out your hand to to, you know, for me to grab it and to pull you with me, how can I help you? Because evidently you want to be in that comfort zone. You want to be in that comfort zone of being secretly miserable. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you know, these people, they expect the worst. They expect, oh, well, 
yeah, you know, oh, so you you about to make this investment? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make this investment and, and give it a shot. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Right. Yep, you're going to fail. Yeah, you're not even going to you're not even going to do it. We we know you. You know how you move. And when you hear that over and over again, you start believing it. And you you know when you really believe that is when you are in that dark place when you are in that place where it's not working and you start saying, well, maybe they were right. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I need to stop And And again, family, I can't tell you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. See, growing up, I was told that I wasn't smart enough to get into school. I was told that, I mean, my grade, I think my GPA was anywhere from two to two, five. I don't think I ever got a three in high school. Now in college, that was different. But the point I'm making is, is, is the fact that people are always going to project their fears on you. They're going to be critical of you. But what you'll notice is when you're critical of them or you course correct them, they want you to be non-defensive, but for them, they can be defensive. So when you are living your truth, when you are living what you living your purpose, I have to be honest, you, you know, my mentality, you have to, you have to live a, a driver's windshield uh, view versus a rear view. You have to look in your rear view, but drive through your uh, windshield, your front windshield. Because if you don't, you will fall into a victim role. And you, we know what a victim is. A victim is someone that refuses to look at the situation, assess it and say, yep, get all the. And, and, and of course, when you are in a victim mentality. We all we all have been there. We blame other people for where we should be. We have blamed other people for how our success has been, or we blame other people for the decisions that we chose instead of us taking accountability. There's things you can't control. I can't control if, if something negatives happened to me, but it's a perspective is okay. Now this has happened. What do we do from here? How do we move forward? What are the steps to take? Because if the longer I sit here is the longer I'm going to not achieve anything. I'm not going to be able to move forward because of the fact of I'm still going to have that bitterness inside. And that's why I said when you are secretly miserable, it's it's sort of like you smile on the exterior, but the interior you are just boiling if someone were to open you up they would see all the anger see all the bitterness see all the frustration see all the disappointment see all the um of life's twist and turns of what has happened to you so when you go and and, and you navigate through life family and there's gonna be things that come your way i keep coming back to the foundation and the foundation is you can only control what you can control and that the only thing is you so when people want to engage you in an argument and it just comes out of nowhere and you like, what is this about? You have to understand that sometimes that it's not always about you. 
it may be it, it may be something that they're dealing with because they're secretly miserable and they don't want to be open and honest and talk through it. So they use anger. They use the the frustrations of what they're dealing with to take it out on you. There was a story that I had heard one day where a man, when he would get off of work, he would go out to this. Uh, when he got home, he would go out to the tree and there were some leaves and he would wipe on the leaves. One day, the little girl, uh, his little girl said, Daddy, why do every time the, you before you come into the house, you go out to the to the tree and rub on the leaves? What is that about? You know, kids are very, you know, inquisitive. And the father looked at the child and said, well, baby girl, the reason why that I do this is because there are a lot of things of where I'm employed at, where I work at, is that I sometimes become frustrated. Sometimes I become angry. Sometimes I become disappointed about what has occurred. But I realize that in order for you and I relationship to grow for for you to understand that I go out to that tree to leave all those frustrations, all that anger, all that disappointment out outside of the house. Because when I step inside of the, the home, you know, you don't know anything about that, nor do you need to know right now. What you need to know is that your father loves you. What you need to know is, is that it's time for playtime. What you need to know is that it's time for me to teach you something. What you need to know is that there's a thing called life in this thing called life. We have an opportunity to decide how we want to feel regardless of what's happening, because that's the only thing we can control. We can't control what someone else thinks of us. I hope you enjoyed today's show family. Living a secret, secretly living miserable. I know that is challenging and every day you wake up you have to understand that it's a fight it's a fight to how are you going to respond today it's a fight for if you're going to allow what is going on around you to get inside you and I'm not perfect I've I've faltered at times so that's why it's always important every day that for me this is therapy that for me to be able to talk about some of the things I've been through or just in general what I've seen out in the world that this is therapy or as, as Jeezy would say this is therapy for my soul so family I hope you enjoyed today's show uh, again whatever you're going through whatever you're dealing with however you're feeling Remember, you have a choice. You have a decision. You can bounce back like that punching bag that what you used to hit where it hit the ground and bounce back up no matter what you do. The only thing you can do is just sit on it. I've been your host, E.D., and I'm out. Peace.